Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Stateside Soccer Podcast, episode 198. Yes, I know it's been a long time. Don't yell at me. That's directed both towards uh, my brother and whoever's listening. Um, Scott. Where are we? Are we podcasting? <laughs> Is this live? <laughs> How you doing, bro? <laughs> good, man. Good. Um, it has been a little while, but that's all right. Uh, there are more important things in life than football, said Arsene Wenger, and now he doesn't have a head coaching gig, so. <laughs> no, kidding, kidding. We all, we, all, we all have things we go through, so more than understandable. Let's keep it on them for just a sec, Scott. What a night for Arsenal and really just for Nicolas Pepe in general. Goal and assist, but I did laugh because I saw some like Instagram post, I think it was like Sport Bible and like, oh Pepe goal and assist tonight. Will this will this like upstart his arsenal career? I hate those things. I hate those things. Yeah. I think it's more just crazy to me that that we celebrate an Arsenal win as crazy as we've celebrated an Arsenal win tonight. I mean, wow. I genuinely can't think of the last time Arsenal have been this this much in shambles. Yep. No, I, I, yeah, I can't. Decade plus, you and I have been paying attention to soccer. I don't know if we've been here before. Nope. I think this is the worst they've been. So, uh, yeah, we can just move on because they don't deserve any more of our precious time. Uh, so, good evening. It must be bad evening. At least for one man. Anyway, as we move on, uh, I did want to take a, a moment off the Emory talk, though. Did you see David Ornstein's article in The Athletic this morning? I know the answer because you don't have an Athletic subscription, so I will carry on. It basically just mentioned that of all the people to go see Emory once the news of his firing had left, like Mesut Ozil went, Seed Kolasinic went, Lauren Koscielny and Nacho Monreal, although no longer at the club, both still had great things to say about their former boss. I think it's just kind of crazy to me how much this man was disliked in his post, apparently. And then all these people go and say goodbye to him and show him their respects and like still talk about what a great coach he is. And it just makes me think of the whole, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like, it just that doesn't make any sense. You right. know? Yeah, so... But, but I still think it's cool that they were able to go do that. Like, Emery is clearly a good coach who just didn't have it work out at Arsenal. Now, that makes me beg the question, was it a board issue? In terms of not giving him more money? Because um, if the players liked him, I don't know what went wrong. Honestly, I genuinely don't know. I don't think all the players liked him, right? Like, yeah. I think I think it became clear at one point to somebody in that organization, this isn't going to be our guy anymore. And I think part of it was the players, part of it was the results, part of it was the board. I'm sure when, when things like this happen, it can't just be one source. But in saying that, I don't know, dude. I mean, I think it's, it's just... It's sad. It's harsh on Emery just in general that, that this is how it goes for him. But it's one of those things where... Um, to put it in the famous words of one year club, if you're going to play the game, you have to understand that you might lose. And, and that's just how it is. And obviously, I think he would consider this a loss at the end of the day, but I think we'll see that guy in a, another coaching role very soon, maybe even within the UK. I am probably most surprised by what you just said about Mesut Ozil being a player to go and you know say a goodbye because he saw the least amount of playing time as a senior member of the squad under Emery. 
Yeah, and maybe he's just a classy dude and who just was just like, I'm going to make a point to go say bye to him, you know? Right. I don't know what, what that looks like, but I did just think it was telling that he had both current and former players going in there and going to bat for him, talking about the fact that he is a good coach, that it just Arsenal wasn't meant for him. Yeah, fair enough. Um, let's go to Champions League, Scott. A lot of teams can still make it through uh, past the group stage. Um I guess we should just go and start with Liverpool because they are still not uh, confirmed to go through. They always leave it. They've left it to the dying stages in, uh, in a lot of their games so far, and they're leaving it once again, and uh, it'll be fun. I'll say that. It'll be fun. Napoli, you suck, yep. and I hate you, yep. but fun. It'll it will be fun. Be fun. Uh, it's at Salzburg. At, what was it? 5-3 when they at Anfield? Yes. Yes, it definitely was because it was three zero Liverpool, three three Wall, yep. and then it went to five three. Yep. Uh, completely different scenario. Salzburg fans will be up for it. I don't know how many traveling Liverpool. I'm assuming there will be a, you know, as much as there could be. Um, but Napoli, I would go ahead and say they're going to win against Gang, who only have one point from five games. Um, so it's really in Liverpool's hands, Scott. I think it's going to go better than I am expecting it to go. I thought that Liverpool were going to go ahead and go and win, um, but I think we're going to see a dominant performance. I'm not. I'm not too worried. No, that's good. That's really good. Um, I don't know how I feel about this, other than the fact that I know how important this game is to the players, and I know the players know that. If for some reason they lose, then obviously Salzburg end up being the ones who deserve to go through, but I'm kind of in the same vein as you. I don't think that is the likely outcome. I just want to prepare myself for what is possible. Um, obviously hoping that, that the performance the team puts in is one that sees them into the next round. Hopefully as group winners, even. We saw seven changes to Liverpool's lineup against Everton. I think that might be a telltale sign of, of the kind of lineup we're going to see from Jurgen Klopp tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, there were, there were seven changes... Or- Five changes for the Everton team and then seven changes for Bournemouth. So, I mean, it, 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 it is what it is. It's the situation you deal with when you have a lot of games um, at this point in time and at this point in the season. But, yeah, I mean, the, the good thing is Liverpool now got that major confidence boost of, okay, 5-2 against Everton, 3-0 against Bournemouth. If we put 11 men on the field in red, Allison, you can stay in black. We understand. We're going to have a good shot at winning that game, and that's that's obviously the biggest confidence boost any time any team can give themselves or or feel through their own experiences. Yep, I'm good with that, and uh, I'm assuming you're just going to go ahead and say Napoli are going through as well. Yeah, I do think Napoli are probably overwhelming favorites to go through, um, and I think that's that's written in the stars for them. But it would be just as hilariously ironic had Napoli ended up not going through in Salzburg. You know, get a point off Liverpool and end up end up finding their way into the group center into the knockout round. So we'll see. It'll be a, it'll be a crazy day in, in Group E, F, whatever we're in. E. Yeah. So. Uh, e. e. Yes. There you go. E. All right. Yeah. Um, I knew it was one of the rhyming ones. Let's move on to the closest group in terms of points for the top three. Ten, eight, eight. Group H. Ajax, Valencia, Chelsea. Ajax have to play. At home, a big, big advantage for them against uh, against Valencia, who have eight points, are 
I think this I th- I think it goes head to head if you're tied on goal difference and points. Um, it might be total wins, but I want to say it's. I believe it's head to head. Yeah, um, Valencia are tied on everything with Chelsea, and I think Valencia went to Stamford Bridge and beat them because I want to say that's the penalty that Ross Barkley missed. Um, did they beat them or did they draw with them? Oh, shoot. I'm going to look it up real quick because I don't remember either. I know that they drew. At Valencia, though, because that was that crazy game with Mitchell Vossif, like, under goal. Oh, my gosh. The, yeah, the the cross. The clear cross, yeah. yes. <laughs> I love announcers go, well, I don't know if he meant to cross that or or was it a shot. And it's like, it's like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how I legitimately feel when I see stuff like that. Okay, I was right. Valencia did go and beat Chelsea at home, so. Um, yeah, so that's that's big time. I'm pretty sure it's I'm pretty sure it's because Ross Barkley missed that pen, and it was controversial that he was even taking it because I believe he went out that night before. Um, well, it, he has a if, <laughs> if you remember that debacle. Um, Your tongue. <laughs> so it's a big game for both sides. Um, oh, I think I'm just gonna give the edge to Ajax because they're at home. I think uh, Valencia is a very, very good team. They've climbed back to where they usually are um, in terms of just having a, a, a good all-around squad with good depth. I'm going to go Ajax, though, because I just feel like at home, Amsterdam, it's it's a special place for Champions League Knights, especially it was last year, but I think they'll they'll go through. Yeah, I think that's a very, very fair claim to make. Um, I agree with you. I don't think there's too much holding them back, so yeah, I'll say they go through. And then we'll stay in Group H, Chelsea and Lille. And I want to say this game is at Stanford Bridge. Yes, it is. So big for them. They did just lose. Who did they lose to? Everton? Was No, that wasn't their last game, was it? No, no, I don't think so. I mean, they did lose to Everton. No, it was. It, it was. was. Yeah. What a, what a result that is for, for Lampard. Uh, at Stanford Bridge, especially, but they are playing Lille, who have one point um, so it, so far in five games. So I think Chelsea will win. If Chelsea win, they're obviously through. So um, yeah, that's all I have to say. Yep, I agree. Okay. Um, looking down at the games, we don't need to cover anything that doesn't matter. But I want to say everything in in t- uh, tomorrow's games do matter. So um, Tuesday. Right, yeah, everything Tuesday matters. Yeah. I think it's just Wednesday. We got a couple. Fumbers. So Benfica and Zenit. Let me get to their group. Benfica and Zenit. There they are. Benfica's in last place, so they can't go through. But Zenit still can. Tied on points with seven with Leon and Leipzig are at ten. So if Zenit win um, by more than by at least two, they're past goal difference of Leipzig. So um, and that game is. At Benfica, so uh, traveling away, but Zenit has actually been pretty decent. I don't. I'm assuming they're winning the Russian league. Um, I actually don't care if they're winning, but they've done well so far in Champions League. Only seven points from five games, but um, they're coming back up. Scott, I'm sure you remember. You know they've they've been in this competition pretty regularly throughout the years. 
Yeah, 100%. But how about Leipzig doing so well in the Bundesliga and may end up going out in the group stages? I know. Almost like some team, almost like some team in England that's leading the Premier League and may go out in the group stages. But it just goes to show that these are obviously very different competitions and teams have different approaches. But um, I still think there's a, a strong chance things end up falling Leipzig's way and, and we see them in the knockout rounds. Yeah, I would uh, I would agree. Um and then let's see. And then we move on to Dortmund, Scott. Um, Slavia Prague. Let's see where their group is at. Tied on points with Inter Milan. Slavia Prague have no chance. Um, even though they started pretty well, but only finished with two points, most likely. Dortmund have to win because. Although, do they have to win, Scott? Barcelona are playing Inter Milan. But I saw news today from the training camp that apparently PK and Messi are not in the squad for Tuesday. Yes, and? So what are you giving Barcelona's chances without Messi? I'm saying that Barcelona are good enough to beat any team in the world with or without Lionel Messi on their day. And it is at Inter Milan. Yeah, but like so, Griezmann and Suarez pick up the attacking work. I'm not. I'm not necessarily. Well, ever would ever suggest that Lionel Messi is like not relevant. Like I'm not trying to paint that picture. I'm just saying Barca have enough quality. Um, but even if they don't win, it's not the end of the world. No, it's not. Um, but that just means Dortmund don't go through if they don't win. So. Yeah. Well. Course. I think what what do Dortmund need more, Scott? Do they need the Bundesliga or the Champions League right now? Probably the the Bundesliga. Although I mean, the Bundesliga is what I would consider still their better chance than the the Champions League. I just don't think they're they're good enough for a Champions League spot. I mean, their their league form is flustering. Um, but yeah, I mean, I still think they they'd probably prefer to prioritize the league and make sure that they can play Champions League. Um, Next year, period. I think Dortmund win, and I think Barca and Inter Milan tie, which still would put Dortmund through. So, um, okay. yeah, go with the fighting Marco Royces. Yeah, and then lastly, I believe from my list is Lyon and Leipzig. Again, Lyon can still go through if they beat Leipzig. Scott, will that happen at Lyon? Will Memphis? Yeah, I mean, we just, will Memphis Depay have no. a day? No, but I do love Memphis Depay, mainly for what he does for my football manager 20 mode. But, <laughs> uh, no, nah, I mean, we just talked about Leipzig and it being a team that, that still needs to get a result in the Champions League. But I think it's I think it's more than possible. I mean, again, not, not taking anything away from Lyon or, or their quality, but I think that Leipzig are a very, very good side who have a good coach in Nagelsmann and... Um, yeah, they just need to, to make it work tomorrow, and I think they will. All right. Well, we can move on to Wednesday. Um, and from this list, I think only two games matter. Um, maybe three games. Uh, Dynamo Zagreb and Manchester City. Zagreb can still get in. Um, the th- second, third, and fourth place teams go 6-5-4 in points. Um, it's at home for Dynamo. Do you think City will put out a strong or relatively young lineup? 
I think it'll be a mix. I think being that they'll still want to keep some first team mm-hmm. guys, like senior senior team guys, healthy. Um, just by giving him minutes, giving him a little bit of run out. But I, I also think he'll be more willing. Like I, I think we'll see Phil Foden start tomorrow. Will uh, we see Kyle Walker in goal? No, we will not see Kyle Walker in goal. Disappointingly, yeah. if we ever get to a point where Pep is that laid back, then some that dude needs to be checked into a facility. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think there's there's plenty of cause for concern. Obviously, off the back of the, the Manchester Derby over the weekend, um, that was a, a crazy showing by City in their their back line. So. Yeah. I think Pep's going to want a, a number of the first-team guys out there just to reinforce that a win would be a confidence boost for them. Shakhtar in second place, uh, host Atalanta. Atalanta have not had a good Champions League campaign. I thought they would do much better, especially in the group that they're in, but four points, five games, and negative seven goal difference. Pretty woeful, um, and I don't see them going to Shakhtar and getting results, so I think Shakhtar will join City in going through. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that this is uh, not necessarily a total indictment of the Serie A in recent years in the Champions League, but I feel like out of the Serie A clubs that qualified, Atalanta had the the lesser of a chance to end up going through. Right. Uh, fortunately, that proved to be the case, and I think you're right. I think Shakhtar go through, but um, still rooting for Atalanta to find a way. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, Atletico Madrid and Locomotive Moscow. Moscow are out. Atletico Madrid are still, um, they're in second place, but only by a point trailing Bayer Leverkusen, who have seen a resurgence in their hopes to make it through because they were, um, I don't think they won their last two, but I think they got a win. I think they won one and lost one because they did only have three points. Um, still in contention. They do face Ju- Juventus, um, who haven't been in good form in Serie A. Um, will that change, Scott, on Wednesday for them? Uh, even if it doesn't, I think that Atleti go through. I think that Atleti's just a team with too many, and maybe maybe less so than many years before, but I still think that they have enough of a spine mm-hmm. to be able to see themselves over the line, whereas I, I think it's, it's different for um, their competitors in the group overall. I just don't. I don't see a situation where they they fluff it up enough to not be there. I agree. Uh, a big matchup tomorrow, but it has no um, no impact on who's going through. Bayern Munich and Tottenham play um, in match week six. They're both through. Uh, it is at the Allianz Arena. I'll give the edge to Bayern. Doesn't matter. Really, because I think Jose is going to go for this. Oddly. I think he will. T- I mean, I don't. I, I I think he will. But there are five points, so it's it doesn't matter. But still beating, yeah, still still beating the uh, biggest club in in Germany and one that's always in contention in the Champions League um, still can be a big confidence booster for them. So uh, I, I could definitely see where you're coming from. Club Bruges and Real Madrid again doesn't matter. Madrid's already through, so I will give it to Madrid. Yeah, sure. Uh, Olympiacos doesn't matter. Um, let's give it to Red Star Belgrade because they're just a better team. And uh, PSG and Galatasaray also does not matter. So we'll give it to PSG. Uh, Mbappe is probably my is, is probably my favorite player right now. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, he's really good. He's really good. But I think that if, if PSG 
see Sadio Mane as their successor to Neymar, then I just hope that PSG understand that Kylian Mbappe is coming the other way because that's the only way we would give up Sadio Mane. I so, agree. Uh, I'm going to put you on the, on the... Do you have anything else to, to say about Champions League? Not about Champions League, but I do have a couple of other things I want to at least touch on. Go for it, and then I'll put you on the spot. More racism. Yeah. More racism. Yep. Absolutely disgusting what happened at the Etihad. Even worse so, what happened in the print publications. Oh, yeah. Uh, ahead, of the, ahead of the Inter... Um, Roma. Uh, yeah, Roma. The Inter-Roma game. This yep. abuse. Just unbelievable. Like, I really, I genuinely, like, the Italy thing is systematic, and I, I think, well, obviously, I think this entire issue is systematic, but without getting, like, super existential or in the weeds. I think the, the Italy thing disgusts me more because it was the press. Right. Like, we've obviously seen supporters groups be a, a major issue and part of the whole, and we've seen the press before, but maybe not not quite as disgusting as, as this, obviously. Um and then the Manchester City thing was just really disappointing. It was mm-hmm. just really, really sad. Especially because it was aimed directly at two people of color in, in Marcus Rashford and, and Fred. So that's just a, a really sour note to, to what overall was a really entertaining uh, Saturday afternoon. I'm pretty sure Fred got hit in the head with a water bottle, did he not? Now, I don't know if it was a water bottle. Fred definitely got hit with something. There were there were clear monkey chants at Marcus Rashford. Like, the whole thing was just a, a farce. And, and like I said, just a really, really disappointing evening. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there was a homophobic chant towards a Chelsea player. Um, it was either a Chelsea or Everton player in that matchup, too, um, which is obviously not... Nah, and the, the homophobic chant was, at least from what I read this morning, I didn't see this over the weekend, but my understanding is the homophobic chant was aimed at a player during the Rainbow Laces campaign, uh, which I believe okay. is LGBTQ-centered yeah. in England right now. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, that also deserves to mention I, I would never, ever portray one as more important than the other. Um, both deserve their, their standing and their day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that's a good shout from what I've heard, though, besides obviously the terrible homophobic chant, I think the Rainbow Laces campaigns—it's always done well since it was introduced, um, and I think it's important that they keep it going because uh, voices need to be heard from from all different types of people. So um, I'm, I'm glad they're keeping that going. It's cool to see players um, wear the laces. It's cool to see man. I know Klopp always uh, has—he's worn the laces, so I think it's a cool thing for them. Um, I'm going to put you on the on the spot here. All right. Sure. What's been the biggest transfer in the USL championship offseason so far? The wheels are turning. Personally, personally, I think it could be, oh, no returning players? No, no, no. I said your wheels are turning. Oh, yeah, dude, I'm thinking really hard about this. Can it include returning players? Sure. As transfer moves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Indy signing Tyler Pasher back is okay. is their biggest win, regardless of any player they sign. Okay. Um, I think that's huge. Um, 
trying to think, dude. I mean, probably Santi Moar to Phoenix, just because that's that's an absolute game changer for Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Even if Salvador returns, that's just stupid. Yeah. That's so disrespectful yeah. of them, but also incredible. Jimmy Hopper to Louisville and Corbin Bone to Louisville are both very good transfers as well. I would still anticipate Louisville adding another attacking player. Right. Um, I don't know, dude. It's still early, though. Like, I'm waiting on the Rowdies. I'm waiting to see if Paco Craig's back in the in the championship, and especially if he's back with Louisville. Um, yeah, there, there are still a lot of pieces that have to fall, but I'd say of the early moves, Santi Moar to Phoenix and Andy bringing back Ty Pash are just, like, massive. Is there a team that's made moves that have made you more excited to watch them for this upcoming season? Yeah, Phoenix already 100%, mm-hmm. uh, just because they've added more than Santi Moore. And the returning core plus who they've added has made me immediately think that they are uh, right back in business. Like, they are such an incredible organization, but but without spouting too much into it. I mean, Louisville, Louisville's bringing back another really strong contingent. There's no reason to say that they can't do it again. The same thing goes for Indy. I think that we have, like... And with what I've seen thus far, we have, I'd say, three to four front runners for, like, total next year. I'd say we have two in the East and two in the West right now that I've got my eyes on. Mm. Uh, but we haven't seen nearly enough to paint a picture. So, yeah. Um, I wanted to bring this up because I saw it on Instagram today. How about that that stadium that Colorado's building? Yeah, we're anticipating, in the, at the championship level at least, we're anticipating having some really, really quality venues next year. I mean, Charleston made the move to Pikes Point, which is a, a fantastic move for that club. Colorado Springs opening their own venue. Of course, Louisville's Mecca of Soccer opens mm-hmm. uh, during the championship season next year as well. So, yeah, a lot of really exciting times in the, in the second division. Uh, and, and much, much more to come, too. We've got some clubs that I think are... In the works on their own facilities as well, and it's always exciting just to, to see communities be able to embrace something that is their own home. So, yeah. I love it. Um, last match week of Champions League. Enjoy it, folks. I hope we uh, you enjoyed this uh, rendition of the Stateside Soccer Podcast, episode 198. It's been Parker and Scott once again. We'll see you back relatively soon. Um, and, uh, yeah, enjoy. All right. All right, just a quick add-on at the end here because I had one thing as soon as Parker triggered me about USL Championship and started thinking about Major League Soccer. Dude, quickly, well, it doesn't have to be quickly necessarily, but I want to touch on this, and this is the part you could skip, of course. Zlatan officially leaving MLS. First off, what is is the legacy that Zlatan... No, first tell me your favorite Zlatan memory. And then I want your thoughts on the overall legacy that Zlatan left, and then we'll go into my closing question after that. It, as much as it pains me to say this, my favorite memory of Zlatan was the first. It's got to be him. It's got to be him refusing to play on any turf fields. That's got to be where <laughs> we start. It has to be him not even traveling to a city with turf fields. It's got to start there. It's just because he's old and fragile. Um, it has to be the four three win over LAFC, and and I think I believe it was his first El Tráfico, um, a hat trick for him. It was just it was unbelievable. Um, the things he was doing, it was the, I I think it was like from forty yards out, um, 
just what a player, what a player MLS got to experience. And uh, we can go back to watching baseball, as as he so said. Um, I don't know if it was a press conference, but that's that's what he said. We're leaving. Um, I think Italy is the destination, if I'm correct, but it hasn't been confirmed of, of what team he's going to. But we were very spoiled to have such a, a giant presence like Zlatan here in the States for two years that he was here. Um, so, yeah, I enjoyed every bit of it as much as I um, sometimes dislike the guy for many reasons. But, uh, yeah, he will go down, Scott, for me at top three MLS. All right, so which club do you support in MLS? LAFC. Okay, I just wanted you to hear. I just wanted to hear you confirm that your favorite Zlatan memory was him beating your favorite team. I I started with as much as it pains That's me. That's cool. That's cool. Because it just showed the dominance of of Zlatan and how, how uh, as as old as he is and as the uh, that that brutal injury he suffered with Manchester United, the the way that he can come back and the injuries he's had in MLS, his perseverance to to come back and still show how much of a lion he is. Um, unbelievable. Yeah, I just wonder if you'd be saying the same thing about Seamus Coleman if he scored the winner against Liverpool. If that would be your favorite Seamus Coleman memory. Look, but anyway. Look, the goal that Phil, the goal cool. look, fine. look, the goal that Phil Giacchioka scored, I am in, <laughs> I love that goal 100%. Dude, you can stop right now. We're literally done. I don't want to hear another word about this. We're moving on to... I think my favorite memory of Zlatan is probably Minnesota United's introductions a couple years ago. Um, I won't say more than that. If you don't remember what it was on their video board, just just Google it. It's pretty easy to find. I believe Eric Durkee, the club's um, director of public relations, tweeted it out, so I think you can find it there. Um, that's got to be one. Um, honestly, dude, just seeing him, my answer for his lasting legacy is just like, we really did get full slot on, like the dude came, he gave it a, a really good effort, I don't know if we'll call it 100% ever, but um, he came, he gave it an effort. He didn't, he didn't just like come here to, to earn a paycheck. Um, he was fun to watch. He talked about no one but himself every single week. And that's, I think what we kind of enjoy in a weird way about Slaton. So I think that more importantly though, and my final question for you, Slaton's comments about MLS overall, not necessarily like the, I don't want to go into the full disparaging comments. I mean, I think you can look it up for yourself, but just, just the way that he sees Major League Soccer and, and how he feels Major League Soccer is holding itself back. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's any validity in that criticism? I, I do. I think you obviously know more of it once you play in it and you leave and you really understand how different it is. Um, I think that's a lot of viewpoints that Europeans have in general, though, about MLS, um, besides actually being able to play in it. Um, so I, I think he had valid points. I think he went a little bit too far in other areas. And again, you can look up his comments, but I, it was definitely a dagger to the heart. Um, so 
you know, I stepped back a little bit when I saw what he said, but yeah, I think uh, I think he had some good points. I'll, I'll say that. For sure. Yeah, that's it. Anyway, I just didn't want to. I didn't want to end this podcast without talking about the legend of Slavon Ibrahimovic in the United States because, boy, um, it was a story. You know what? I'm going to say this, Scott, and I don't care that you broke your elbow. Um, yeah, I knew you. Uh, he did not conquer. Conquering for me is winning a, is winning a title. Didn't the dude score against every team he played against though? Don't care. All right. Don't care. I, I disagree, but in, in some senses, he He definitely, he conquered at Manchester United because they won the Europa league. Didn't conquer MLS. He came and scored a lot of goals. Did not conquer. You're telling me that you value your, the Europa league over MLS cop. Are you? <laughs> you know you're you're winding me up. You're not. You're not serious. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm glad you added this on because I'm leaving this in. Scott Stewart value thinks the MLS Cup is more valuable than Europa League. Nah, <laughs> not having that. No, no chance. No chance. All right, dude, sounds good.